Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Los Angeles! Woo! Sarah's back. Sarah's oh, back. It feels so Sarah's good. Back. Hey, hey, Sarah's <laughs> back. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've been gone for so long, even though it's only been like a month and a half or I guess almost two months now. Kind of crazy. Happy Matt leave. Hope Thank you. that's going well. How long are you? Are you always on? Like, what's Matt leave like when you're <laughs> when you work for yourself? When, when you're freelance, <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. Uh, I know every time like a a publicist or like a brand emails me or talks or, like an editor, they're like, "Are you working or are you on Matt?" I'm like, "I'm on a mini Matt leave." Yeah, meaning I'll take on projects whenever I want them, but if I don't. Uh, feel like doing it I'm gonna tell you I'm on a mini mat leave no that's not that's not true I actually I really have not had a lot of time to do stuff um but we're getting Zoe and I are you know getting to know each other more and I'm getting to know each other's schedules and Matt's been really amazing and um helping me out so yeah uh we've uh, figured out a little bit of you know timing for me to record Los Angeles and do some freelance work so yeah and obviously, I feel like, I mean, I don't, I can't thank you enough, Kirby, for everything you have done. And you've like stepped up so much in such a major way. And all of the content you have done has been incredible. And I'm like, almost like, does anyone even care that I'm gone? Because Kirby's been doing such an amazing job. Everybody cares that you're gone. Everybody has missed you. I've missed you. And like, I would have, I mean, this goes without saying, but I know you would have done the same for me. And even if you wouldn't have, I would have done this anyways. So (laughs) I will, I I will repay the favor one day, even if you want to just like take some time off a little me-cation. Just going to go on a vacation. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever we're allowed to do those things. But y'all, I met Zoe and when I tell you she is the most beautiful child to ever exist. Gerber, get in touch. She's going to be a Gerber baby. I'm about to pimp this baby out and it's not even mine. Kirby has to say that. No, I don't. She's so beautiful (laughs) and she's so cute and she's super smiley. She's just a little tiny nugget. She looks like exactly equally like Sarah and Matt. Like sometimes when you see pictures because – She's almost like eight weeks old, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. I haven't seen her. Like, yeah. I mean, I obviously saw the fi- pictures of her when she was born yeah. and pictures that Sarah will send me and stuff like that. But, like, first of all, she's even tinier than what you see in the pictures. So you're like, oh, you're so little. It's like she doesn't even feel like anything when you're holding her. Yeah, that's what everyone always says. That's the first thing. Cause they're like, oh my God, she looks so much bigger in photos. And I think it's because. I mean, it's rare that anyone is around an uh, infant unless they have one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but to me, she seems like so big now because she's already like nine pounds almost. I mean, she'll be 10 pounds probably, you know, by the end of this month. And she was seven pounds when she got here. So I'm like, oh, my God, my wrist hurts. Stop. Oh, my God. She's so cute. And- but she also like, I f- you know, she's a pretty good baby, I will say. 
But, you know, she gets a little fussy sometimes and she was not fussy at all around you. And I think it's because she is like very in tune with like who you are and like your sound and voice. And she knows (laughs) who Auntie Kirby is. I mean, anything to uh, bring me closer to my little Zoe, though. I love her. She's She's so like, I know you. I know you. I mean, clearly not helping, you know, with humble pie or anything over here. Because I'm like, are you the most beautiful girl in the world? Yes, you are. But you got to be, you got to be humble about it. But like, just know that you are the (laughs) most beautiful girl. It's so hard. Okay, so you, your former co-worker at Pop Sugar, right? You worked with Brandy. Brandy Malloy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she like, I've read some of her um mommy content like parenting stuff like she was like talking about like the schedule of like you know her baby schedule whatever and she she even put in like give my baby affirmations and I thought it was like kind of silly but then I was like actually it's like really important (laughs) and then I also I'm like how do you you know balance out the oh my god you're so cute you're like the most beautiful baby with like you are so strong you are the smartest little baby like, I have to work on that because right now I'm all about the superficial stuff because, I mean, she can't really do that much and she's just super cute. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, oh, give a baby affirmations. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they're this young, <laughs> give her an affirmation about, like, being smart yeah, when she's old yeah. enough to comprehend it. Like, now it's just like, you're cute. You're cute. You're really freaking cute. Stay cute. Right. Like, I'm like, you could be the next M- Madam Vice President. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Just over the head. I was going to ask you, are you giving her little baby massages? Okay, so I am and I'm trying, but it's not really soothing to her yet. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm trying my very best. Oh, that's actually a great. I'm going to talk about a product that I've been using on baby Zoe that I have been also using on myself because it's great when we talk about what's on your face um but everyone says that like after bath time you're supposed to give them like a little baby massage because that's supposed to like signal to them that it's like you know bedtime Mm -hmm. so I've been trying and she just does not appreciate it as much as I hope she would but I think she will eventually (laughs) we gotta get her trained to enjoy massages I I mean mean, if this if this girl does not like a massage or a facial she is not my child yeah what is going on so (laughs) little baby Zoe it'll take a minute but you'll learn to appreciate these little massages that your mommy I swear I only want a baby just so I can like give it a baby massage like when I watch the videos of like the little ba- like getting their little yep. legs and moving them around and then like doing the little chest massage I'm yes like, I just want a baby so I can massage it that's the cutest effing thing I know and like I can't technically or not that I can't I'm not supposed to use anything on her face right now because she doesn't need it one of course um and two like Mm -hmm. their skin is so sensitive but I like am so dying to give her one of those like baby facial like you know and fill one of those um videos that you know yes you've seen you have to so soon viral in 2.5 seconds you absolutely have to do that well welcome back to the podcast thank you just so everybody knows sarah is back for tuesday episodes so we're gonna start off with tuesday eps and while we'll probably talk about beauty news and we'll do you know what's on your face some episodes may be more focused on like thematic content so we may do a gift guide we may do you know a topic like what is hyaluronic acid or something like that so um things may change content wise like we'll still have friday episodes we didn't have a friday episode last week y'all because it was a week it was a week and i needed i needed to like 
to take a break. Kirby needed a break, but I'm sure that also a lot of our listeners needed yep. a break too because who who could even think about anything else that was going on? Yeah, I was just like, I don't think anybody's going to be listening to the podcast today. They're going to be glued to Steve Kornacki and John <laughs> King. So I have let's... never watched so much CNN in my life. What's hilarious is that... Everybody was in the same boat. Like, we've all been watching so much, like, CNN, so much MSNBC. And uh, our friend Kayla Greaves, who's been on the podcast before, but she um, is over at InStyle. One of her editor friends, Sam, wrote this article for InStyle that was, like, we're all horny for newscasters. And I'm like, wow. And they had the audacity to not include Chris Cuomo in this roundup of, like, people they found hot. Which That's a glaring mistake. Chris Cuomo is bae. I am a Cuomo, and I really, I I would really love, can we get Chris Cuomo on the podcast? Chris. (laughs) Oh my God. I think I've always thought that David Muir on ABC was really, really handsome. Okay, so he was included, and uh, Jake Tapper, Kayla waxed poetic about Jake Tapper. Oh my God, poor Jake Tapper by like Saturday morning. The eye bags under his poor, they were so puffy. Bless this poor man. Bless everybody. This I was talking to Patrick about this. I really, so Abby Phillips on CNN, by the way. Okay, can we just talk about how, can we get her on the pod? I reached, I literally filled out a form on CNN.com for like getting, booking people. Like she has this in her profile on Instagram. So I went. Oh, like her agent? Yes. And I was like, can we please get Abby on our beauty podcast? Because <laughs> I want to know the skincare routine. They're like, yeah, that's a priority right now. No, we need to. I'm obsessed with her. Anybody have a connect to Abby Phillips, please email us because we really want her on. But um, all that being said, like these people look great and they're they're still like mentally functioning at the highest level. I don't know how they're doing it because sometimes like I'll just be talking to Patrick and black out and then I'm like, wait, what was I talking about? Like they had to talk about literally like everything and nothing, you know, because there were no updates for, uh, you know, at uh, Arizona and Nevada. We were all waiting and they still had to talk about it in a new and exciting way. And I just was like, how are they doing this? And still people were watching. So it's not like people weren't watching. Like we were still tuned in. And not even like, like obviously people are watching during the day and half the night. But then even like people were watching at four in the morning. Like I, yeah. I had friends telling me they're like, I couldn't sleep. So I'd get up and watch CNN. And were they on at four in the morning? I know that Chris, like Chris Cuomo and like Wolf and maybe even Don Lemon were on at 3 a.m. at one point. Like their coverage was just insane. And yeah, Steve Kornacki, I swear to God, like these these people deserve bonuses, raises, something because like Steve Kornacki is like an icon of the election at this point. Yeah, he'll get some sort of like caffeinated beverage or like a coffee coffee sponsorship. <laughs> He's going to be in a Super Bowl commercial. Somebody pitched me and it was like an email. It was like CBD brand offers Kornacki year supply of free CBD drops or something like that. And I'm like, bless this poor man. He said that he at one point was like supposed to be off the air and then was like, nope. He like went home for like 45 minutes and then just like went back and was like, sorry to my stand in, but I I really felt the need to be back here. I mean, obviously they are so, so exhausted, but they are you know a part of like history like oh totally you know so and this is hopefully never going to happen again so they're just like yeah let's go all out i mean respect what was that what was the hashtag 
Kornacki, what was it? It was like, um, uh, I I really wish I could remember. Like, I, not Kornacki Thirst, but something like. Yes, it was like Kornacki Daddy or something. Yeah. Or like, or something <laughs> of that. <laughs> like, oh okay, God. wait. So, so, did you know that John King. Yes. Okay. Yep. Was married to Dana. Dana Bash. Okay. Yep. Like, I'm like, what is this? I need to know behind the scenes. So there was a really great CNN like documentary about like women covering the election and it was like her and then um the woman Who's, who by the way her makeup looked incredible all like every day oh all of the women I'm like how are you doing this yeah it was insane but like it was like her it was a lot of the women that cover like the different camps so there's like a younger woman that was covering like the Trump campaign um who I am blanking on her name right now but she was she did an incredible job but it was all those women and Dana mm. It's Dana. Is it Dana or Dana? I can't remember. Oh, is it Dana? I, I can't know. remember. Sorry. But sorry, Dana, Dana. But she was like talking about like being an anchor and being a reporter and having to be at CNN all the time and then having a kid and how it's difficult because of the kid's dad. And it's John King. And I was like, <laughs> is does everybody know this? Is this, is yeah, this common I mean, knowledge? And she's like, yeah. And then I like work with my ex-husband. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So wild, anyways, wild. It must be weird having like women thirst after your ex-husband on Twitter. It re- yeah, it, it totally. But <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. She's brilliant. And she did such an incredible job as well. So I hope they're all sleeping right now. I know. Everyone take a nap. On that note, uh, we didn't have an episode last Friday, but... Um, we will be moving forward two episodes a week. Sarah's going to start out Tuesday eps and then obviously work her way back into the double episodes. But just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. Let's talk about some beauty news. There wasn't a lot of beauty news. Um, obviously, this for sale came and went. Hope you guys got your Dyson Air apps, among other things. I hope you got some La Mer. I hope you got everything that you could have possibly gotten 20% off. But definitely the Dyson. Um, I actually partook in this sale, Sarah. I know you did, you weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know what I got? Yes, please. Okay. I went into the Sephora at the Grove, um, took uh, Quinn on her first walk around and took her. How was that? Like being in a store? It was good. Um, We had her in her little like straight jacket, like sling thing, the dog in a bag. So she was fine. Patrick walked outside with her at one point because he was like, this is complete chaos in here. But I walked in with a purpose. I wanted first and foremost, the brow blade from Urban Decay. I've talked about this product in the past. It's in my opinion, the best brow pen um, mm-hmm. because I like their color range. They have a wide variety of colors and I like that. It's a nice little felt tip, yeah? Um, it's actually a brush. Oh, it's like the calligraphy brush? Yeah. So it looks like a bu- it looks like a felt tip, but it's a bunch of brush hairs very compactly you know, put together. And then the other side is a pencil. So there's no spoolie, but I'm not that upset about that because I also picked up the Fenty Beauty Brow MVP Wax and Styler. So I've talked about the Wax and Styler before as well, and I was running out, and I use this thing religiously. I use the Fenty Beauty Brow MVP every single day, um, no matter what I'm doing. It's the only wax that I think truly keeps my brow hairs up. Um, I've tried like soap brows. I've tried every other like soap brow quote unquote product out there. And that's the only one that actually keeps my brow hairs up. So it's kind of, it kind of reminds me, Sarah, of like 
taking a glue stick and gluing up your eyebrows like uh-huh. because of the way that you apply it totally so I picked that up and you like it more than the benefit uh, brow setter I do love 24 hour brow setter but because that's a gel and like the flake yeah sometimes it can get to, to be too much in my brows and it doesn't keep my brows up as long as I would like them to like if I really want that like feathered mm-hmm. brow look I have to use a wax and mm-hmm. Fenty really mm-hmm. just did that with it so I picked that up I also picked up a this is hilarious I picked up a duo latex free lash glue for all the events you're going to I'm like why did I buy this but I did put on fake lashes a couple of weeks ago and I realized that I only had a bunch of like of the latex type of glues Uh and I am apparently allergic to latex yeah I have found this out because my eyes get really puffy so I picked up one of those and then I picked up something this is a high high alert for everyone listening if you want some cozy vibes in your home you have to pick up the Mason Margiela replica by the fireside, by oh, the fireplace candle. You haven't, you've been swooning over this for a while now. Yes. I love the fragrance. I bought the fragrance a couple of weeks ago. I bought the full size after like constantly buying the little travel sizes forever. And it just, it smells like winter. It's, it's like kind of, it's not too sweet, but it is a little sweet. If you like the smell of sulfur, I know that sounds weird, mm. but like, a lighting a match and blowing it out. Yep, yep. This is that encapsulated into a candle and a fragrance. The the candle smells just like the fragrance. And I bought that yesterday. And it smells just as good as the fragrance does. So I'm very, very happy about that. What a lovely Sephora trip you had. It was it was great. So the Sephora sale is now over. It ended yesterday. <laughs> Sorry that we didn't give y'all any heads up on that one. But it's okay because I'm sure th- – well, we we have yet to talk about like all of the amazing Sephora holiday – Oh, girl. Holiday gift sets that are coming. So we'll talk about that soon. We have an entire episode – I think that we should do just based on all of the amazing gift sets that are available this year because totally they're in abundance. But that being said, Sarah, there is an article that definitely caught some people's attention last Mm -hmm. week Mm -hmm. and you and I have discussed this uh, offline, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering if our listeners have heard about the end of the manicure. Do tell. So the New York Times published a piece and she wrote about the end of the manicure. It's really interesting. I initially, when I started reading it, I was like, okay, like this is, this seems like an opinion piece, not really like a report. There are experts in the industry, the nail industry that she interviewed from different brands and things like that. Mm -hmm. But mostly it reads kind of like an opinion piece, kind of like filling her agenda on why uh, the manicure is dead and not necessarily based in like actual facts and research and things like that. So it just kind of goes on to say like, women are doing their nails less or like women aren't finding happiness in getting manicures anymore. And perhaps maybe 
that is why the manicure is dead. Now, I think the article highlights how women have decided to completely reset during lockdown. I think that's true. Obviously, at the beginning in March, you know, there was less emphasis on our nails and our hair and our makeup. Like, obviously, makeup has taken a turn. Like, lips, people really aren't don't care that much about lipstick that much right now because of obvious reasons like masks and things like that. But skincare has really turned up. You know, we know from you guys, like you're still very interested in things going on for areas like your face, areas like your body, areas like your hair. (laughs) You still want those things. I wasn't focused on my nails necessarily at the beginning of all this because frankly, like, I'm not that great at painting my nails. Like that's yeah, man. I I before this pandemic religiously got my nails done like every two to three weeks. Same. Not because I can't do my nails, but because I enjoy it. And the only reason why I stopped was because I had no way to do Me it. Too. Because the salons, unfortunately, in the state of California, have have unfairly, in my opinion, been closed for most of the past Mm -hmm. nine months Mm -hmm. you know like they've had a very short window of opportunity to open up and even now that some of them have uh been given or they they all are open now correct they're all open now yeah but at a like a 50 percent capacity yes so obviously the way that salons look that experience has changed and i think you and i have talked about this like i do worry about like the state of salons and and you know our the state of california like how many will have to shut down because they just can't survive some of these mandates that the government has put on them and they're not getting any assistance at all, which is really unfair and unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> I was going to say this article does not help, but... Yeah, well, it. I mean, it does. This article does not help. And I honestly think it's like... <sighs> how do I put this? Like, you shouldn't not cover things just because it might hurt people's feelings, right? But like, Mm -hmm. I think that this is like a really narrow-minded point of view. Yeah, of course, like the nail salon industry is struggling right now because so many salons like haven't been able to operate as normal. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a little premature to suggest that a manicure is dead or that the manicure is dead because like we've only been going through this pandemic for a year like do this in a year and a half we were and also we were all all only able to go back to salons literally in the last month most of us and some of us still are not comfortable going back to the salon and it's not because the, the manicure is dead it's just because we're all still taking precaution obviously like I mean for me I'm not worried about going to a nail salon and contracting COVID no, it's just like the I'm like more worried about going to the doctor, obviously, or like going to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, I just think it's a bit premature to suggest that the manicure is dead right now. The first thing I did when I could was get a manicure and pedicure. I went and got a mani- manicure and pedicure last week. I'm very glad I did. I'll continue to go until they tell me I can't. But at the same time, like I've been checking in on my nail salon to be like, hey, are y'all okay? Like what's going on? What can I do to help? Mm -hmm. Like how, how can we keep you guys open and afloat? The other thing I do wanna call out with this article that I think was extremely reckless and really was just taking facts and helping to build a, a point or an agenda that you have versus like using facts to state facts is it said that manicures hurt the health of the nail. You know, it's just like, that's just blatantly not true. I'm going to read a little excerpt of this because I think it's important. Um, It says, that's like saying facials are harmful to your skin. Exactly. 
This is what it says. It says, an interest in health is perhaps an obvious outcome of a pandemic. It's still a novel interest in the nail care space. The typical manicure, even one that uses so-called clean and free from formulas, harms the health of the nail and the health of the nail as a whole. First, cuticles are pushed back and, in some salons, clipped, a process the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention cautions salon goers to avoid since cuticles act as barriers to prevent infection. Now, yes, we've talked about like the Russian manicures where they just like completely shave off your cuticle. Cuticles are important. Mm -hmm. What I think that we should take away from this piece of information is while it is true and the CDC does have like a whole piece of their website that talks about nail hygiene. This piece of information on the CDC website does not say that manicures are the reason why infection spreads and are conduits to keeping the pandemic alive. Yeah. It is merely saying that there is appropriate nail hygiene. And here are some things you, sh- you should consider. It says, to help prevent the spread of germs and nail infections, keep nails short and trim them often. Scrub the underside of nails with soap and water every time you wash your hands. Clean any nail grooming tools before use if you use them in places like salons. Um, It says, like, in commercial settings, sterilize your grooming tools. Avoid biting or chewing chewing nails. Like, never rip or bite a hangnail. Avoid cutting cuticles as they act as as barriers to prevent infection. Like, yes, these things are all – uh, I think pretty standard common knowledge, but telling somebody that their uh, manicure is like a conduit for spreading infection and potentially like keeping the pandemic alive, I think is a really unfair assertion to make when it comes to nail salons. Like, and especially in a piece about how a manicure is dead, I think it's it's truly just like, it's it's misinformation because it's taking something factual and twisting it to fit the narrative of your article. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Was this article in the opinion section of the New York Times? When I first read it, like, it just seems like a good, you know, like, it seems like an opinion piece. But it just says skin deep. Is this the end of the manicure? As our socially distant way of life begins to feel normal, so too do naked nails. And it does feel very much just like a opinion piece but under the guise of like reported beauty journalism which i think kirby what you said like if she would have written this in a year if like the manicure still appeared to be dead in a year when we're hopefully things are you know back at back at, uh, to normal then maybe but i think in a year when things are back to normal everyone will be getting their nails done again because I can't wait. I cannot wait till we can all go back to and do mani dates and, you know, I do all the gels and nail art and all of those things, which I, I, and you know, we're not alone because I mean, if you look on Instagram, maybe people aren't going to get their nails done, but they are being super creative and doing their nails at home. So it's not like they don't care about their nails anymore. Totally. In 2008, the reason like beauty survived the recession because people were buying nail polish. It was like the one thing Mm -hmm. that actually thrived during the recession of 2008. And how many ads have you seen for 
for press on nails, Sarah. Like totally. Nails are not manicures are not dead. If anything, I think they're thriving. What I would have loved to see in this article is like some statistics from businesses about how their uh, business has been thriving, how it's been growing. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some market research about different nail products and how much exponential growth they've probably experienced over the past couple of months. So I just think also like some of the brands that were and and experts included in this piece, I'm not sure if they necessarily were under uh, the realization that this was what this piece was going to be. Imagine like having a nail brand and then finding out that you're a part of a piece uh, about the death of the manicure and your name and your brand is associated with that. Yeah. It just, it's it's not a, not a good look. Yeah. But I would be curious to know what our listeners think if, I, you know, obviously I look down at my nails and they are bare, um, but I hate it. <laughs> and I want to know if, you know, are you guys doing your own nails at home? Or have you gotten, you know, your regular manicures again? What are your thoughts on the piece if you did read it? Yeah, let us know. know. Let us know. Now it's time for What's What's on Your Face. face? Yeah. Okay, do you want to kick things off or do you want me to? Sure. I'll I'll start. Um, Okay, so the first thing is let's just start at the fact that like my beauty routine has been extremely minimal because I have – um, about one minute to apply <laughs> my skincare, <laughs> and then at night I'm like exhausted. But I do still, I am still applying my moisturizers and my sunscreen and my vitamin C people. Good. Um, but when I do, you know, go out like if when I do see people and I have a little bit of time to put some makeup on, I have been using Say's Slip Tint, which I know Christina Rodolfo has already talked about um and I was really curious um about the product because I there aren't very many tinted moisturizers that I've used in the past because I don't like a lot of the the tinted moisturizers textures Mm -hmm. especially ones with sunscreen in them because they usually are really chalky right yep uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to restate everything that Christina has said about this product, but I am just co-signing the fact that I absolutely love it. So I was very surprised that I loved it. Um, I am shade three. They sent me three and four. Three is like perfect. I don't use it as a moisturizer. I use it. I use a moisturizer and then I use it on top of um, my skincare. And I can't say that it it lasts all day. I don't know that it does and I would be concerned if it did because it's like a clean uh, tinted moisturizer. It's like clean beauty products don't usually last that long. I I love how it feels on my skin. Um, It does give me a nice even dewy finish. A lot of people have been asking me for like lighter coverage foundations or tinted moisturizer recommendations and I always say like I use my Amore Pacific Cushion Compact. It's like my you know ride or die and while I will still continue to use that I am definitely going to incorporate the slip tint into my routine more often and you like it too right yeah I really like this product I'm also shade three (gasps) what I know same shade Uh. and (laughs) go us but (laughs) 
It is very emollient. I'll put that out there. Um, yes. Because it is considered a clean brand, they do use a lot of emollient ingredients. So I definitely have to pack on the powder, um, especially around like my nose and like the lower cheek area, my chin and my forehead. Basically my whole face, I have to pack on the powder. Yeah. But it's not as emollient as um, the Ilia, uh, their their sunscreen foundation oh and and that's the thing like it's it is very different it's very different from kosas Mm -hmm. it's very different from Ilya. those two products break me out i can't wear either of them same this isn't so oil forward and like it definitely feels like a cream yes like it is a tinted moisturizer it's not a tinted oil yes um but yes, it, yeah. But I love it. I think the coverage is really beautiful. Your skin looks super glowy. I just have to powder um, in order to keep it on, like you said, because of yeah. the ingredients in it. But that's such a great pick. Good job, Say. You yeah. did a good job. Yeah, really good job. Um, okay, you talk about product that you've been using. What's on your face? Okay, so this brand I talked about actually in my beauty newsletter, which has been kind of like dormant for a couple of months. Because yeah, I've been waiting. Life is just happening and I'm trying well, my best. Well, that's because you're running a podcast full time by yourself. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my best. But um, it's a brand called Topicals. They launched, I think, August, maybe September. And this product that I'm obsessed with is called Faded. Uh, I want y'all to look up Topicals because their founders are two young women, incredibly intelligent. Their backgrounds are kind of amazing. One like created a business and sold it to a huge conglomerate when she was like 19 years old. The other has had like, she's only 23 and has had her work published in dermatology journals. So they really know a lot about skin and running a really great beauty business. But yeah, the brand's called Topicals. Their whole thing is about funner flare-ups. They want people to lean into their flare-ups, stop trying to hide them, stop trying to be ashamed of them, but they want to provide products that like make your flare-up a little bit funner, meaning a little less more, you know, a little less painful um, with less side effects and things like that. I love it. So I got the products. Um, One is called Like Butter. It's like a, a healing kind of ointment for things like eczema and stuff like that. The other is called Faded, which is what I'm going to talk about today. It's a brightening and clearing gel. It's $36, but it comes in this aluminum tube, kind of like Summer Fridays and their Jet Lap Mask. And it's supposed to help balance your skin tone, brighten and revive tired skin, and it soothes rough and textured skin. It's fragrance-free, dye-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. And this is what it says on the website. It says, for spotty hotties, great for sun damaged and scarred skin, this gel serum fades your most stubborn marks, scars, and spots so that you can kick back and let your worries fade away. Faded is gentle enough for those experiencing hyperpigmentation that can't tolerate more aggressive acids and never is bleaching. So I've been using this for the past couple of months. I love it. It definitely has that stinky hot dog water smell um, that you would get from like CE Ferulic, but I... Mm -hmm. The way that people talked about it online before I got it, I was like, does this thing just smell horrendous? Like, I won't be able to wear it. It's a weird smelling good. Like, I'm like, oh, yep, it does have a weird stench, but I am don't I don't hate it. Yeah. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's because you're so used to the C Ferulic for so long. So this doesn't have, it's not vitamin C and it's not, um, you know, Ferulic acid. It has tranexamic acid, which I've talked a lot about and how important mm-hmm. that is for hyperpigmentation, um, azelaic acid, 
It has niacinamide, uh, you know, an ingredient that mm-hmm. we all love here at Los Angeles, kojic acid, which helps uh, inhibit melanocyte activation, and it's a mild exfoliant. Um, there's licorice root, which is an antioxidant. So this is actually a great product that you can wear during the day. I feel like licorice root is in everything these days. Oh, yeah. And and also this next ingredient, the Centella uh, Asiatica leaf extract. Oh, yeah. It's like that Centella is like anti-inflammatory and it's also an antioxidant. Um, yeah. I know like a lot of different brands are throwing that in to help with flare-ups and things like that. And then it has melatonin. And I really want to do something on melatonin, Sarah, because – Last year on the Sleep Doctor episode, we talked about how melatonin is like a hormone and things like that. Yeah, you need a prescription in the uh, in Europe for it. But yeah, we use it here in the United States as a sleep aid, but I'm seeing this ingredient pop up a lot in skincare. So it says it interrupts communication between melanocytes and keratinocytes, limits melanocyte stimulation, and scavenges free radicals. So... I've been using this for weeks. I truly, like people have been commenting on my skin. I think it in part is due to faded and also in due, uh, due to the apostrophe prescription that I've gotten. Um, so I've been using those in conjunction with one another. But the the brand, the ingredients, the founders, everything about this brand, I'm a huge fan of. And I think that if you're looking for yeah. a brand to put your money behind and support, this one is a good one because not only does the brand stand for something they give back to worthy organizations their products are effective amazing well i have it in my possession and i will definitely be using it so you sold me on that thanks you're gonna like like butter i think you're gonna like like butter because i'm so dehydrated these days yes because you have dry skin so you'll (laughs) love that okay i'll use that um speaking of dehydration which is only gets worse when you're breastfeeding and postpartum Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, I have been using uh, Dr. Wu, his new hydrating lip balm set. So for those of you guys don't know Dr. Wu, he is a famous tattoo artist. Dr. Wu is behind some of the biggest Hollywood star and starlets like tattoos like Hailey Bieber, Justin Bieber, um, Selena Gomez, right? Mm-hmm. He does. He specializes in the really beautiful, like dainty tattoos. And he came out with a skincare line, skincare body care line, um, which made, which I thought was really brilliant because I think that I mean, you don't have any tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, so we don't really need tattoo uh, care. But I think there are tons of people who do. And so he made um, a lotion and a soap. They're all like fragrance free, safe to use on tattoos. But he also made a hydrating lip balm set. And my favorite thing about the two is the flavors. <laughs> um, so one is mint and yuzu, and the other is mint and cherry blossom. Ooh, I like both of those. Yeah, but there, it's not like in like a uh, lip smackers type of way. Even though I love my lips, lip smackers, <laughs> it's uh, very natural, very moisturizing. It's got vitamin E and it has olive oil in it. I just love that it has the mint because it is like very refreshing, and then it is infused with these like Japanese essences. So the yuzu one is a little bit more citrusy. The cherry blossom one is kind of like a cherry chapstick lip balm, but not so pungent and it just comes in this very sleek chic black little tube and 
one of them, I can't remember which one, it has more of a texture to it. So it's almost like it is like exfoliating at the same time, um, which I love. Um, but it's not like it makes your lips flake. Like it just basically, it's kind of like a good uh, primer for lipstick whenever we all get back to wearing that. So it comes in a little set. It's $18 and um, it's definitely like unisex too. So you can get this for your the men in your life. I feel like it's like a nice little stocking stuffer for Christmas. Adorable. And $18, it's super affordable. Love that. Yeah, for two. That's what I've been using. Oh, and then I want to give one shout out because when I was brainstorming things that I've been using, I haven't been able to do a lot of product testing, but Zoe has. And so she's been using um, a product from, did you know that Kristen Bell has a baby line? A baby care line? Yes, yes. Okay, I didn't know that until recently. So her and Dax Shepard have Hello Bello, where it's like a, they make diapers, which actually are my favorite ones to use. Um, on Zoe, they have like really, really cute prints, but they're also very durable and will um, uh, withstand a blowout, which is always <laughs> important. Um, but they also make really great body care. And as we were talking about when you asked me if I give Zoe any little massages. So they make this lavender baby lotion. So after we give her a bath, I give her a little bit, little massage because, and I'm hoping that, you know, the lavender helps remind her or or signals to her that it's bedtime. Mm -hmm. And I've been using it on myself too. And it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Double duty. Yep. yep. Well, we were supposed to have Kristen Bell on the podcast, y'all, and we weren't able to make it work because Sarah went into labor, but we plan on having her on soon. And you'll have to tell her that you like Hello Bello. I know. I'm like so excited. I mean, she, like, I'm glad that we didn't interview her before I had Zoe because now I feel like I have a better understanding for the products that she's making. <laughs> yeah, totally. She's going to love that. Yeah. She's like super mom. Yeah. I freaking love Kristen Bell. She, I was literally just going to say that. She is like super mom. I have a thing up on my win- uh, my window, up on my mirror, and I wrote it in like early 2019. It's like people whose career I like am inspired by, and I have like Kristen Bell, 34, when she got the good place. Granted, Kristen Bell had been like making hit after hit after hit like way before 34, but like totally, it's a motivator to be like, okay, she got an amazing show when she was 34 years old, and keep going so very inspired by Kristen I love that who else is on there Oprah Obby I've well she was 32 when she like got the Oprah Winfrey show so I've I've I'm moving past that but still keeping positive and Andy Cohen he got watch what happens live when he was 40 there's so many I know there's a bunch of 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 people that like I John Hamm yes yes so many he was like yeah, he was like mid-30s, almost 40 when he got Mad Men, right? Yeah. So anyways, shout out to Kristen Bell. The last thing I actually want to talk about, it's not even a beauty product, but maybe it helps with inner beauty. So that's the tie-in. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the Calm app. And this is going to sound like Spawn, y'all. It's not. It's not. Sp- like like CNN. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, this is not sponsored content, okay? Like, when that popped up, when it was like, 
sponsored by Con- I was like this is genius no, by so the smart. way so smart I mean seriously like that's and also those little like 30 second ads of the rain I'm like yes we all need this please rain some more so I have been subscribed to the Calm app for like almost a year I really 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 like this app and I used to be like do people actually meditate at home do people actually do this like, I was very, like, nobody does this. Oh, my God. But that's hilarious, Kirby. As you get, I know. I'm so stupid. As I as I got older and more stressed, I was, like, I need to figure out ways to, like, get my life in order and, like, get my head in a good spot. And so I downloaded the Calm app. We're lucky to know somebody over at Calm. So they gave us, like, a free subscription for three months, and I was, like, completely hooked. I've been using this probably more now because of the pandemic I've had so much stress and anxiety because of you know work stuff and things like that and just like general stress and anxiety for the world yeah yeah that that makes sense so I'll turn it on when I'm doing my skincare and I will listen to like you know a story or I'll listen to a meditation or something like that I want everyone to listen to this because I think it will help so many people. It's called Radical Self-Compassion, and it's by Tara Branch. Um, She's known for really preaching about self-compassion, and one of the women who is like the head of like tranquility or something at Calm first heard about Tara because of her work with self-compassion, and she got her to come and do this series on Calm. And I just started it, and honestly, like, I was just, like, massaging in my skincare, like, taking the deep breaths. Kirby, this is such a, such a good tip because I feel like so many people shy away from meditating at home because they feel like they don't have time um, or that they can't make the time to just meditate, but... Doing it while you do your skincare is actually genius. It is so helpful, y'all. And I do it obviously like right before bed. So like kind of it's almost like signaling to Zoe with the lavender that it's like time to go to sleep. It's like, okay, I'm going to do my calm while I'm getting my face massage, like doing all my stuff. And so then that kind of signals to my body like, okay, it's time to relax, reset and get ready to go to bed. But, you know, I've listened like Sam Smith has this amazing remix that's like 20 minutes long of like, how do you sleep that like I used to fall asleep to. Um, LeBron James will talk about like encouragement and moving forward and acting like a champion, acting like a leader. I'll listen to that on walks sometimes. But lately I've been listening to Tara Branch and this series on radical self-compassion. And if you have been feeling like less than or like you are just not doing your best or that you're trying and you're not really seeing how to like get through – Even things like accepting other people or like accepting criticism, things like that, listen to this. It will change your perspective. It may change your life, but it's... I can't wait to listen to this one. Really, really incredible. And I had to shout it out because it's something that I've been doing daily and I think has really, really um, improved my like mental health. It's been incredibly helpful. So shout out to Calm. I'm a big fan. And shout out to Tara Branch because... I just randomly like looked up, I think like, I don't even remember what I was looking up on the app, but she popped up and I started listening to her series and her stories are incredible and her like point of view has really helped me in the past couple of weeks. So if y'all are having trouble or just like need to zen out, by all means, calm it up. Calm it up, girls. I love and it. Boys. Um, all right. That was What's on Our Face. We're at the end of the episode. That went so quickly, it feels like. 
Already done? I know. Wow. All right. We'll see you guys on Friday. So we'll talk to you then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.